I had something to talk about. I was about told there would be chocolate mousse. Immediately. Chocolate cake will be served. Chocolate mousse walking... cake? Yes. You diabolical sure. genius. That's chocolate I cake was... with mousse <laughs> in between. Sounds delicious. Canadian mousse? No, not Canadian mousse. Although, yeah. I don't know if the Canadian mousse is that sort of savory. That as... could go good with chocolate. I'm a fan mm, of it. Maybe. Chocolate-covered Canadian mousse. Anything's possible. I was walking through an office the other day, and I stepped out of a telecom closet, and I was just, my nose was assaulted with the smell of yellow cake with chocolate frosting, and I wanted to track that shit down so bad. <laughs> like the bloodhound? Your boss yeah. puts a collar on you? Arr, arr, arr. Uh, Rally's on the cake, everybody. Follow him. Where is it? Where is it? Flashes of cutscenes of you like jumping a fence, fording a river. (laughs) Where is it, boy? Go get it. Find that cake. I'd be a terrible bloodhound because I'd be like, uh, it's probably over there. Psych. Idiots. It's over (laughs) here. Now I'm going to eat it all. And then all my coworkers starved for the winter because we were counting on that yellow cake ration. (laughs) If you are in the middle of winter and yellow cake is your only food, you are effectively dead. Dude, it's a great source of calories. One yellow cake will keep you going for six months at least. Yeah, it's good for you. No, it's Probably. not. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a vegetable. Now just or did Congress yellow declare cake yellow cake a vegetable? Oh, if they did. The thing about that is, man... A vegetable is just a word. It don't even mean nothing. Vegetable is just what the cooking authority tells you is a vegetable. There's no scientific vegetables. They're all fruits. Or No, I think there are scientific vegetables. I could look it up right now. Yes, let's settle this. <laughs> Mono the, uh, interneto search. The noun vegetable means an edible plant or part of a plant. Usually excludes seeds and most sweet fruit. The word does not have a basis in biology. Instead, its meaning is largely based on cultural and culinary tradition. I guess I stand corrected, Mr. Riley. Therefore, the application of the word is somewhat arbitrary and subjective. For example, some people consider mushrooms to be vegetables, even though they are not plants. While That's others a consider fungus. them a separate Who considers food mushrooms category, to be vegetables? Well, it's not a heaping side of roast beef. So I guess it must be a vegetable. <laughs> like you got three things on the table. It's like a, a a cut of pork, an orange, and a pile of mushrooms. And they're like, which one's the vegetable? Well, I guess it must be the mushrooms. Man, Grouts and I got into playing this game today called Unstoppable Gorg. It's a tower defense game. Which is, you know, whatever. There is tower defense. It exists. And it's pretty fun. But its core conceit is that it's in space. It's got this whole Plan 9 from Outer Space vibe. And every level's intercut with these FMV cutscenes. And because it's in space, you're trying to protect a planet or an orbital station or something. And all the places where you put the towers are in little orbits around your central point that you can move around at will. And you have to really manage your shit on the fly. Be like, okay, now guys are coming from this direction. So you sort of sweep the turrets to the left. And you're managing like three or four of these orbits at once. So at first I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, you know, this is kind of always what I've wanted to do in a tower defense game is have something to do 
once I'm out of money. But it comes with the startling and perhaps devastating realization that now that you have something to do, they've built the levels around having something to do. Oh, no. So, like, getting over the conditioning of... You've set up your maze, now you just have to sit there? Yeah, it's pretty tough. But it's a cool idea, and I'm surprised I surprised it took somebody that long to think of it. Well, I mean, there have been sort of many iterations of, uh, I guess, novelization in tower defense games. I mean, you've got Trenched... Yeah, that game that you guys oh, are you playing. Know, you you got to be careful. You got to be careful with that trends. Some people take umbrage with it being called a tower defense game. I'm just saying that it plays on those themes. I'm not calling it that. Oh, I think it is. But well, I agree. But I just <laughs> didn't want anybody to take umbrage with me. It's uh, it's a little yeah. Because otherwise, what that would you sounds do? painful. <laughs> is that a medical condition? I'm not sure what umbrage means. Uh, no, is that yeah, a county it's... in England? Are they going to take me to umbrage? Trends is a little light on the tower defense. Well, yeah, but you're. I but, guess that's true. You're you're heavily you're dependent on, on your guy shooting things, but you get to put down turrets. Yeah, it, I mean it's the not the definition of the word. It's not like you know beyond the the scope of that game that it would uh it would be considered inspired by tower. I defense. don't know. Well, we need Congress. They already get they they got the pizzas and vegetable thing down. Now they can move on to what is tower defense and what is not. I know. Those do-nothings in Congress, they need to define these things in the Constitution. And they can finally I demand an additional amendment. They only work three months a year. Just take another week and settle this for us. This is crazy. I mean, you know, open slash political rant. Why does everybody hate on teachers for only working nine months out of the year? Specifically everybody in Congress when they only work like five months out of the year. And make ten times as much as teachers do. It's like I have to be campaigning. Teachers are teaching our children. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Close political yeah. rant. But uh, I, I like it. It's cheap. Plays on seemingly everything. I guess PC and Mac. <laughs> okay. That's most of everything. What about Linux? What about this Linux kernel? Uh, who cares? Just put a VM on there. We've only yet scratch the surface of it but like i said so it's got this whole plan nine from outer space thing so everything all between the cutscenes are fmvs and pretty early on you get introduced to this race of aliens called the brain riders wait so is fmv is sort of like command and conquer style interludes yeah yeah okay uh yeah so the brain riders they contact you in the form of this sexy lady sitting on a day couch and you're like ah that seems a little suspicious and then when you you know her mind rays are resisted, and then it does a quick couple frame flash of her turning into a humanoid brain creature, and then back to the sexy lady, and you're like, whoa. But then you kind of pause, and you're like, well, maybe if, if it was dark enough. <laughs> no. Yeah, you guys know that's how people get taken over. Yeah, I think that's how Space Aids got started, Dave. All right. Yeah, probably. But it's kind of, it's just, it's neat because I, when we were playing it, it's only one player, but we were sort of guiding each other along. <laughs> yeah, guiding uh, each we, other in the form of, you made a terrible mistake 20 minutes ago. I didn't say anything then, but I think it's borne out now. That kind of ended up being what it is. But you need like a minder because you're sitting there and guys, guys are coming from different directions at once. And it shows everything with little trails to show you the route they're going to take to approach your base, which you kind of need, and shows you where the choke points will be. 
uh, and you're focusing so hard on one trail that you don't see the guy sweeping in on the other direction. And so you, you sort of need like a co-pilot to be like, ah, oh, move those turrets around. But unfortunately, move those turrets around is about as non-specific as you can get while still giving advice. So immediately the question is, what turrets? And then the question over that is, how long have we been playing this level? Because it's over and I need to know how much time we lost because I died. <laughs> no, they're all short levels. It's all like five or ten minutes long. Some of them are surprisingly short. Like, I don't know. I guess we're still in the beginning, so like the really epic space battles probably are yet to come. But we're already defending Earth from the Brain Knights. Yeah. But it's good, and you know, it's cheap. So I think it's something worth considering. And it's Tower defense is kind of like the uh, it's like the champion of really cheap indie games because they're so small and so easy to produce. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that platformers stuff that like really shouldn't be sixty dollars and isn't now because of stuff like Steam. Yeah, that's pretty great. Although a sixty dollar game, I do. I don't know if it was uh, Rayman Legends. I've been hearing really good Orig- origins. Rayman Origins. Yeah, I think it started at forty. I gotta check I that out. I think I'm gonna keep waiting or get a spot in my GameFly queue for it. Yeah, I think it, uh, I'll probably rent it, but as far as platforming goes, that's a pretty close to full budget title that people have been praising heavily. Yeah, well, people really seem to like the art style most of all. I guess I can buy that. It's supposed to look really, really nice. Though I don't, I was never like super into the weird Rayman limbs disconnected from his body thing (laughs) sort of it must be real flexible so i'm sitting on an empty game fly queue now because i'm i i I mistimed it so now i'm hoping to get my mitts on both resident evil and kingdoms of amalur in like a week and a half and for now the game fly queue just has to lay fallow yeah mine uh i've been i've had catherine forever i really just got to return that game did you get anywhere in it no not really I liked it a lot. I, I enjoy it, but I don't know that uh, I enjoy... I, I guess I enjoyed the idea of it, but it just it didn't grab my attention enough. And, you know, you have to I have to kind of compete for the TV, so... Yeah. You got to pick your battles. <laughs> yeah, Catherine just wasn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. I don't know. I liked a lot of things it did. People spent a lot of time talking about how it was a game for grown-ups. And that was kind of true, but also it kind of wasn't like the best written game in the universe. Well, that's okay. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like I Game for some... Grown Ups is sort of like coded, sort of boring. But yeah. <laughs> that's probably too negative for Catherine, and I apologize if you love that game and thought it was the funnest thing ever. But seriously, like those phone parts, uh, I mean, A for effort, guys, but I wasn't feeling it. Phone, where you like look at the text messages? Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Well, I mean, it's kind of neat, but it's not. It's not really that compelling. It wasn't. Yeah. Engrossing, where you're totally drawn into the experience. You sort of appreciate it as a novelty. Yeah, and that's thankfully, true. Thankfully, the <laughs> game isn't that difficult or that long, so you can just sort of putz along through it, and then it's done. You're never left to spend enough time really having to consider that as a core mechanic of the gameplay. 
I beat it in one day. Yeah, I mean, and but it was a long ass day. <laughs> I think I think I played it for twelve hours straight because oh, well. yeah, that's, I, mean, I that's got a respectably it, long game. I was writing about it uh, for Otaku USA, and the deadline was like a day past. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna play this whole game right now. Uh, and I just, by the end, I was just delirious. I think I finished it at four in the morning. Dude, that must have been a trip because like, the story in that what? game is super weird. I wouldn't oh, want to yeah. try well, to gets, analyze it or gets even think about even it. Even weirder. By the end, it might have just been the delirium, but the climax of that game was one of the few moments in a video game where I have actually laughed out loud. It was so <laughs> we funny. We talked about that, yeah. It it just, like basically, it just, you're a, a tool, and we were trying to save the women of Earth from you. Yeah, A-hole. it's just the, the way they reveal it. Man, I was I was rolling. But, but it was also like, I've been playing this game since 4 p.m. And then like <laughs> you're like, okay, now I'm going to beat the game. And you play for like another hour and a half, and you're like, okay, I beat the game. Psych. There's another hour and a half, stupid. <laughs> it's, it's oh, I most, hate that stuff. Uh, that is, it, basically, you can call it the tales of blank syndrome. Because <laughs> it's like, we're going after the last boss. <laughs> Me and Graz just beat Tales of Symphonia 2. I was like, okay, let's go beat this game. And she's like, we're not going to beat this game. We're 30 hours in. <laughs> this is the fake last boss. And I was like, for once. They actually knew when to stop the game. <laughs> this is the fake last boss. Because there's always like that last boss. Like, oh, 30 yeah. Or 40 hours in. There's a like, guy okay. you were fighting the whole time. And then there is, you know, the strange deity that was behind it all the whole time. Yeah, because I, I can remember clearly the place you go to in Tales of Vesperia where you think it's going to be the end of the game. But I don't remember who you were going to fight or why. Well, it's like it was the climax. But they always introduce some lame plot point at the very last second to make you want to continue on like the girl you were trying to save is murdered or like it turns out that her soul is trapped in some crystal or you know (laughs) insert strange weirdness it's a dime a dozen it could be anything yeah well yeah most of what i liked about Catherine was that sweet block pull in action i've got my techniques down i was doing like the tornado i like how they have all the names for things like the twister that's like when you pull them out in like a diagonal line and then it goes into another diagonal line. Yeah. All that crap they told me I could like never figure it out. I was like, okay, here's the move I know. You pull out three blocks and then you pull out two on top of that and you pull out one on top of that. And if that doesn't get you high enough, then who the fuck knows what you do? <laughs> Game over, I guess. Yeah. The thing that drove me absolutely insane, most of that game was not that bad i mean people talked about how really hard it was and there were some hard parts but the one thing that drove me crazy is later they they put you in these like weird diamond shaped boxes where there's blocks you can't move on all sides and i could never figure out how to deal with those things (laughs) so i would just like pull blocks out until things started falling and if i lost i'd be like all right going back to the checkpoint yeah but otherwise, I just I had no idea what they actually wanted me to do with that. <laughs> and then, like, at the end of the game, they have a couple where it, they're really short levels, just a minute long maybe, and there's one or maybe two solutions to get through them. And I went pretty crazy at that. I probably did that for half an hour or something, sitting there just replaying this really short chunk. Oh, yeah, the challenge mode sort of style thing. Yeah. Those things, they, they do sort of engross and suck you in once you, you've beaten a game. 
It's like, well, now here's where the really hard stuff begins. I'm like, well, I'm yeah. an expert. I can do this. I'm a master. I know all the techniques. I talk to every sheep. <laughs> I did let one of the guys die. I didn't realize I, I hadn't talked to him. So fat cop who gets introduced fairly late bit it. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, fat cop. It's cool. I want to save you. But I got the best ending anyway, so I guess you weren't fat enough. Or perhaps too fat. He was like, I'm so fat, I can't climb. Was the best ending where F the Police was playing in the background? Because that would have been awesome. That would have, yeah. And then you peel off, jump all, jumping in your car, firing guns out the window. No, you, you get married. Nice. And it's, re- and it's revealed that the waitress is a tranny. That was like a really strange, like... Wait, the what waitress? The waitress, like, the waitress that talks to you throughout the game. The Afro lady? No, no. Oh, okay. The the chick in the bar is just oh, like a redhead. Oh, yeah, right. All right. <laughs> Perhaps like, saying tranny is insensitive, but uh, I, it was just... It, Wait, it did Graziella just... just say tranny is insensitive? No, I said I said that. Oh, okay. I she said something I didn't, I didn't hear. She said that's highly offensive. Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was highlighting how offensive they were. Wait, that's like... offensive. We say retard on a regular basis. I thought that that was like one of the new yeah, worst words you know. can say. They don't know that we're saying that. <laughs> they can't tell. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um, walked right into that. But uh, yeah, it's weird because they just say it in the ending. I guess they. Oh, they, BTW. They, yeah, because the, the one guy starts dating she her, but I, you know, maybe it is positive because he's like, oh, "Shit, son, I'm in love." Love don't see genders. genders. It's just well, this, like uh, yeah. just like Guitar Wolf. Just like Guitar Wolf. Ace! <laughs> Love doesn't care that your girlfriend turned into a cutout penis wiggling towards you on a red con- piece of construction paper. That's what love's about. You're young. You'll understand someday. That's how it always happens. It's nothing new. Uh, what are we really talking about, Dave? I think that we've I, chewed up enough time for... I suggested that this be the Cavalcade of Demos podcast. I successfully cavalcaded two demos, so we can do that. Which ones? Uh, Amular and uh, Aceris. Yeah. I went with the that, A's. That, what was the, I don't even that, remember what the third one was. Oh, Final Fantasy thirteen two. Who cares? That game is good. I, I would like to see some concrete evidence of this. Did you play the demo? I played the demo. It wasn't very good. <laughs> well, there you go. People all, everybody says Final Fantasies are good, and they haven't been good since mm. we were sixteen. But a lot of people said Final Fantasy thirteen was bad. Really? So I need to I need to get a piece of tracing paper or uh, like a, or like a like a clear. You need a better statistical. Sort I need of an to overlay analyst. that paper onto the the bad reviews of Final Fantasy thirteen. I need to overlay them onto the good reviews of thirteen two and see where it lines up. <laughs> so I need to see what the skeptics said about thirteen. Yeah, but whatever. If I play that game, it will be in many months from now. I will never play yeah. that game. I, I played through all of thirteen I, pretty quickly. I just I always want to go back and it's like you know what balls i don't even care i'm just gonna be one of those lame guys that just thinks about replaying final fantasy 7 yeah i don't see a problem with that <laughs> or occasionally like, thinks about like nine it's like man I, i'd much i'd much rather waste my time replaying a game that i knew i liked than waste my time replaying and or playing a new one that i didn't really like at all yeah yeah but anywho but that, can talk- that kingdoms of amu lore I'm a, I'm a lore. I'm a bee. I'm a lure. I'm a lure. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lure. 
I'm gonna lure uh, you into a trap. But that was that's a long. Fly. You're welcome, internet. That's a long demo. Yeah, I don't think I played the whole demo, but I, I played didn't. enough to be like, <laughs> this game is pretty fun. Yeah, that's actually kind of why I stopped because I was like, well, it says I can play for 45 minutes, but I kind of feel like I actually want to play this, <laughs> which is something that has almost never happened with a demo. <laughs> yeah, the demo did not totally ruin the game. I mean, if I had to describe this game, I would describe it as a not shitty version of Fable. <laughs> Uh yeah, I was getting that I think, feel. And from that is it. some pretty high praise, I should I'd say. Well, one of the things that I really and I didn't get to experience this that much in the game. I, I kind of got a feel for it, but y- you watch one of the videos and they have like a roguelike player, and uh, you know they do like dagger, 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 which staggers them, and then one of the strikes hits them up in the air, and then they switch to bow, and they're like arrow, 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 and, they and then they cast them. a spell. And I'm like, did you just do a combo in my role playing game? Yeah. That's what I'm looking for because a role-playing game would be well served with even sort of the not very good baseline of God of War combat. Yeah. You put that in a role-playing game, suddenly it's a lot better than it is in God of War. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, just think about how much fun the dynamic combo system was in Tales of Vesperia. Yeah. And how much more engaging it was to, you know, be in those battles every time. Yeah, it was not quite as miserable to get into random battles. Yeah, because, I mean, you're still grinding it out, but you have these added mechanics that, you know, oh, I've fought these enemies a million times. But this time, I'm going to totally get that blue power up and, you know, have some weird benefit that I don't fully understand. Probably more XP. But, and then, you know, Kingdoms of Amalur just goes right to the point. It's like, all right, so we've got this role playing game, it's sort of like an action adventure. A l- I mean, I, I feel it kind of felt like it was a, a combination of sort of you know a God of War style game with, uh, Skyrim. That's where yeah. my mind went first, or like you know those open world oblivions, but with combat that's actually really fun. Like yeah, not completely miserable, which is the huge problem in the Oblivion games. <laughs> it's like it's great that your world is huge, and I enjoy the, the dickens out of your game, but like seriously, this combat. It's just the anti-buttons. <laughs> Hold the mouse button down and move backwards as fast as you can. We'll get you through every encounter. I actually, um, I played this game on my computer, which I think was a mistake because I almost broke the space bar at every opportunity to mash. Because oh, so in the, the game you get the these time events. Yeah, well, not even the. Well, I guess you know, sort of more like the finishing moves. Like you walk up to them and hit F. Um, and then you can just mash on the space bar to get the bonus XP and damage. Yeah. Wow. You would, you're probably going to break a lot of computer equipment if you get this on the PC. You should invest but, in some kind of yeah, high-tech <laughs> space or, or bar cushioning system. The NASA NASA keyboard. Yeah, I'm going to like... cost $17,000 to make this keyboard, <laughs> but it will never break. I'm going to put little... Like pull the space bar off and put little shocks underneath. So that like resists but still registers, <laughs> or replace it entirely yeah. with just like a pad, like cut it in half and like on the actuator, just rest a pad so that I can just whack it with my thumb. You should bring it into like a rim shop. <laughs> you Everybody, trick on my keyboard. Everybody's got their cars. You're like, yo, man, I need this to be a performance keyboard. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that is one of the least offensive uses for quick time events. I can think of, because it's just one button, and you get that carrot and the stick of uh, 
extra XP. Experience. Yeah, it's like you got you mashed to the XP. All man. right, you tricked me. It's just like in you a even in, I mean, it. it's sort of like a, a macrocosm really of what uh, fighting games do, where you have to mash during a super to get more damage, and that's mm. only like ten seconds in the game, if that. It's probably more like two. You know, in Kingdoms of Amalur, like this, you've been fighting this troll for three and a half minutes, and then in some button flashes over his head, and you're just like, oh, it is on. It's kind of like the visual confirmation of how in survival horror games, you know, you jiggle the button to get people off them. Yeah. But you never know if that actually does anything. Like, in certain, definitely in the Resident Evils it does. But in a lot of survival horror games, you just do it because you did it in Resident Evil. Yeah. So this is kind of like you're hitting the button as hard as you can, but the game is actually telling you to hit the button. Well, it's also it's an inversion of that, too, because yeah. you're not at risk. Like, this is an opportunity for great victory you're not just struggling to survive you are you are mashing to kick more ass you know you're like huffing to curb stomp that dude (laughs) well i wasn't really i wasn't really feeling that (laughs) but yes i guess i also like that it seems like the game gives you just straight up from the start it's like all right respect whenever you want yeah here just you're a mage now Here's some robes with some mana regen. They have some dumb lore to explain it. Frankly, like the the story wasn't exactly pulling me in in the short bit. That Dave, I saw. you're I a know. resurrected something I did or like the, the other. I did like the start of it, but you wake up on a corpse pile. It's very much um, the Planescape torment. Yes, it's like you wake up in a morgue. Oh man, and that's a positive association. Yeah, but the rest of it didn't seem that interesting. It was like here's some gnomes. Yeah, there's a guy who's like, "I'm the Fate Weaver. You're the only one who doesn't have any fate." Dude, have You're you like, ever well, been what? to a fortune teller that looked that badass? Yeah, no, that's a. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought of immediately when he started talking. I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! I think you got your profession wrong. You yeah. are a mercenary for hire, possibly a pirate. We're in a tropical environment, and you're gonna walk me to your boat now." He's like, "No, no, no." I read people's tarot cards. Yeah, I just want $5 and I'll give you a palm reading. <laughs> Got this massive sword stuck to your back. Of course, in Kingdoms of Amular, the only kinds of swords are massive. Yeah. Yo, one lame thing about the game, though, equipping shields. What do you mean? If you like equip the, the shield. act of equipping them? It's not even on you. You just hit yeah, shift and it, it appears just, out of it nowhere. It just magically appears. It's, a lot, it's, how, it's exactly like Bastion. Yeah. He just pulls it out of his invisible back pocket. Except Bastion was like an indie game. Who made Bastion? Yeah. Was that? Uh, yeah, it was some really tiny company. It was also it was also a 2D cartoon. was <laughs> <Yeah>, like <so laughs> Bastion's entirely sprite-based. Like, oh, but yeah. You can't be wielding your sword with two hands or your double daggers if you got to devote one whole hand to Oh, my God, dude. The shield. first kill with the double daggers, did you get like the prison shank move? Yeah. Where you like stab the guy five times in the around. stomach. It's like, oh, please stop. <laughs> I think I I'm can dead. see what he ate for lunch. Oh, uh, well, you know, they say those elves never ever die. So, well, if that guy wakes bunch. up, he's going to be mad because I'm pretty sure, you know, he's never going to do sit ups again. Yeah, just ruin those abs. I never really got that. It's like, they were immortal. I'm like, why don't you cut off an effing head? Like, hey, human okay. in the beginning cutscene, you just stabbed something that claims to be immortal. Maybe you should dismember yeah, that was, it. That was a real cheesy scene because it's like they're talking about how they're immortal. There's a human fighting one of these evil elf people. He kills it. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right, now it's going to rise from the dead behind him and stab him in the back. And it's like, nope. The psych out was 
there's 500 other elves just waiting to come over this hill. Yeah. That's like, well, then why'd you spend all that time talking about the immortal crap? <laughs> yeah, this guy did. You were waiting for this the, the one at his feet to just get up and stab him, right? Yeah. Yeah, so was I. It was totally lame. And why are they all, like, Scottish? Why are we inversion, like inverting historical norms of oppression? Yeah. It's like this time the Fae are all Scotch-Irish or whatever. I don't know, some combination of people to, uh, in the British Isles that the English beat the crap out of. No, you know what? This comes from the visionary mind of, what's it, R.A. Salvatore? The guy who wrote all the Forgotten Realms books? And, and... Tom McFarlane. <laughs> so it's like, good thing you probably got somebody good to do your combat because those aren't exactly two pillars I'd start the foundation of my house on. Yeah, there's definitely, but, I could detect a, a faint McFarlane influence, especially in the uh, the Well of Souls. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Which was into any of the aesthetics or anything, but the gameplay seems pretty strong. Yeah, no, and it was it was fast for. and responsive. You got to do a dodge. Yeah. I was like, dodge? You got dodge yeah. in my role-playing game? Good lord. I'm feeling it, and that's kind of all I ever wanted out of video games, is to have a super fun Devil May Cry ripoff you could play for like 40 hours. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, is that, I don't think that's too much to ask. If they they should just do that. They need to release a Devil May Cry that they update with patches and you know new character classes and things. Just like a wow, Devil May Cry. I uh, they did make a free one of those free to play MMOs, probably Korean. I forget what it's called, but it's basically a Devil May Cry MMO, and it was kind of neat. I played it for like an hour kind of got the idea it was it was as if my eyes were open and i was like this the skill cap for mmos is so low that every encounter in this game i'm getting a triple s rank the first time i do it (laughs) oh you just you've studied too hard yeah you know you're the wandering swordsman your life is meaningless now because no one is worthy of your blade it's like whatever man i'd be devil may cry 3 on the hardest setting Nah, nobody did that. I'm sure that I'd there's some masochist out there that did. Yeah. I beat one on the hardest setting, and after that, it kind of fell off. Sort of lost interest in that. That was my college years. Yeah. That's like what I had to do between class and getting drunk. Like, <laughs> oh, I got a three-hour block here to play Devil May Cry. I don't have a job. Devil so May. This is the Devil only gonna. video game I got. <laughs> but man, I, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm definitely. That game. I am very plussed. I'm I will probably prob- probably yeah, end I'll up probably buying pick. it. That that and Resident Evil come out on the same day, and I played the demo for Resident Evil for the 3DS, and that seemed pretty good too. <laughs> is it Resident Evil Six? No, this is uh, Revelations. Oh, okay, comes out like in a week and a half. When does Raccoon City do out? Whatever, I don't need the to know that right now. End of the year. That's what's really weird is that and Resident Evil Six are coming out pretty much the same time. I think. Well, I mean, it's Resident Evil. I don't think that they would really even really... I don't know that they'll compete against each other just because yeah. if you were going to... I feel like it operates on a similar principle to the movies. If you were going to watch the Resident Evil movies, you're just going to watch all of them. Yeah. So if you were going to play Resident <laughs> Evil 5... Not me, man. You're going to play oh, actually, six. no. Wait a minute. 
It says Raccoon City comes out March 20th. Oh, there you go. I will play that game if someone even vaguely says, that was all right. <laughs> someone, as, as long as someone tells me it's not the worst game ever made, I will give it a shot. I think it looks a lot like a lot of fun. I was actually surprised that most people on the forum were ragging on it. But I'm into it because I think it's a really good idea. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just enough of a tweak on the formula Left 4 Dead gave us yeah. to be interesting. So now you're human versus human, and zombies are kind of like an enemy slash weapon. Yeah, and it, there is a bunch of kung fu kicking Hong Kong style action, I'm but f- it seems like the enemies are slow enough. That it's still generally Resident Evil. Well, I don't They've understand just got what's some the problem with the Kong, Hong Kong Kung Fu kicking. Well, I don't know. That's not what people come to Resident Evil for. And that's sort of what it's become. Well, but that's why you have so many stagnant genres. That's why you and I hate on Zelda games all the time. That's true. You know, like if you just... I mean, you and I lament the loss of tank controls. But that's, you know, probably born more out of nostalgia than actual reality. Because you love the crap out of Resident Evil 4 and 5. <laughs> you know what I just read? I really like that. There's, so there's a chick named Bertha in this game. Yes. And I have just read that that is her code name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She must have lost weight before she you know, exited the academy. Yeah. On day one, they're handing out names. <laughs> the they look drill at her. instructor. You're Bertha. Because I thought it was, I think I said as much on the forums. I was like... They're taking back Bertha. They're like, <laughs> we're taking it back. Bertha's going to be cool again. Bertha's yeah. Cool. No, it was never. I don't even but know it, what it's... culture spawned that abomination. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Maybe it's just Wikipedia. Wikipedia, tell me everything. I missed you so much on January 18th. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. I knew you could cheese it by stopping the I page. I signed that petition. Never leave me again. Uh, it was. It's Germanic. Of course, where everything uh, ugly comes from. It means from. bright one. Yeah, it's terrible. I you know Operation Raccoon City had me as soon as they said that when you shoot somebody he starts bleeding and then the zombies go after him because <laughs> that sounds pretty sweet. Well, I, I yeah that does sound really sweet. I don't know. We'll see how the implementation goes, but uh, I am decidedly plussed even after the multiple <laughs> videos I, I buy watched. It. I will see. Let's see if it's good. It says the the idea came around during the development of Lost Planet Two, so. I like Lost Planet 2. I seem to be about the only person who did. No, you. Uh, Lost Planet 2 was a good multiplayer experience. God, it was so much fun. Lost Planet 1 was pretty pretty bad. Well, it was just like it, it wasn't that much fun to play single player. Yeah. And then. Nor is Lost Planet 2 probably in the defense of the people who reviewed it poorly. Yeah. It probably would not be that fun by yourself. But I sure did have fun otherwise. I So everybody buy Raccoon City, and then everybody sign my petition to bring the Resident Evil Outbreak servers back up. <laughs> yes! Oh, Outbreak. That was a good game. It was, like, so weird, and the second one put you in a zombie zoo. Yeah. Like, zombie elephant. And by good, I just mean that, like, that was actually stretching something. Like, they were actually yeah. reaching for something new. They were trying so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great because even that, that first level was really cool. And that, fir- that first level sold it to me. You start in the bar and then you go upstairs and you can board up the doors. And there's a little tiny puzzle where you can raise the forklift so you can make a path or you can go through the vents. There's all sorts of neat stuff. Like, and there's all those 
terrible characters that are completely useless. Like, all right, well, just let's just pick one of the cops. So we start with a pistol, or the chick who starts with five hundred herbs, and the okay, the subway attendant with the coin he flips to get lucky. Uh, we'll just give him a pass, and uh, the handyman, you're kind of neat because you can duct tape a boulder to a stick and make a sledgehammer. I don't know how that works. Whoa, that's some sturdy duct tape. Yeah, well, that that was his like special equipment. He could he what he found a boulder duct tape. He just like MacGyvered that. He's like, you guys. Yep, I think you can. I've make, got like, this a bag of human hair, a boulder, and a toothpick. I think I can make a hammer. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought he was gonna make like a. You you glue the human hair to the boulder and then you carve out a simple mouth and put the toothpick in it and then the zombies see this like face staring at them and they're like whoa this must be the area where the local toughs hang out you hold that up or like just to the right of you and they keep on trying to grab the nothing underneath because there has to yeah. be a body there yeah they're going for the neck oh no this guy's got no neck <laughs> this is really confusing I don't understand it I guess we very just our simple zombie brains. Could not handle it. Oh, man. You have anything to say about Asura's Wrath? Uh, yeah, I feel like the demo may not have been the entire game because that was those were two boss encounters. I don't know. Maybe the whole game is just bosses. Yeah. I hope it's a little different than that because that was quick time event the game. Uh, I agree. That was quick time event the game. And that was kind of, I mean, I'm not as much of a quick time event hater as some people, but I don't want to play a whole game that's quick time events. I could just watch that on YouTube. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it was still. I I agree with what you said. The scope is so much fun. Yeah, everything. I like everything else about the game. Is that the actual game? Yeah. Well, that's why what? I'm hoping that there's actual gameplay in there. I mean, you got a yeah. taste of it when you uh, played the chapter eleven, like a final lesson. Where yeah, there, you actually there had are to, like, actual fight the guy in that that and, aren't quick time events. Yeah, there was more than just a quick time event happening. So I'm hoping that a lot of the game is that. Because even before where you when you're fighting the fat guy, you can watch videos where you have to fight him as kind of a normal dude first uh -huh. before it kind of becomes quick time event the game. So I'm hoping that there's a great deal of mm. actual game between the quick time events. I don't know. I'm just I still hold out so I, much hope. Was, I just it, the trailer it's so cool. The the art style is awesome. Yeah. The music is great. Oh man, <laughs> when he's up on the moon and there's like that. I was like, yeah. yes. This is like old school seventies anime. Just hardcore. Yeah, and they keep doing. They do the freeze frames at the end of the chapter when his arm is sticking continued. up out of the ground after he yeah. punched that guy into space dust. Potentially yeah. destroying the Earth and the explosion of his mantra power. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> it's like it's like good thing he like, exploded sideways. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, when when the fist is is up and it's got that sort of real graphic look to it, and then it keeps scrolling down, it turns out that it is detached from your body. I was like, yeah. oh, bless your heart, Osir's Wrath. Bless your heart. You get stabbed through the entire Earth. Oh man! No reason yeah, when it like popped out of the ocean game. around, I don't even know where that was, Australia. Yeah, I was like, wow, that was that had to go through his stomach first. I love how he doesn't even like dodge; he's just holding it the entire way through yeah. the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll buy Osiris Wrath, but I will definitely play it. But they should just make a game that you'd actually want to buy. Well, we don't it wouldn't even need to be that good a game with the rest of what they've built around it. This is true. But it should be a game. Yes. Agreed. I mean, my fingers are crossed 
that there's more to it. And it seems like there's a lot of mechanics that they didn't fully utilize. Like you got the because the whole burst thing. Yeah, the, there's the Panzer Dragoon style lock on stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's there were enough pieces there to make me believe that you wouldn't just have quick time events the whole time. But it's I don't know. Maybe they were just showcasing what they thought was the coolest, and they didn't really understand that this is a demo for a game, yeah. and you need one cool thing, and then you need an actual game. Because I was just completely confused. This is the first I've really seen anything about it except what I've heard. I hadn't even really watched the trailers. So I'm just sitting in the game, and I'm like, when does the game part start? <laughs> this Keep this is going to be so much fun once I start playing. <laughs> and then... I mean, you in the first part when you're fighting the fat guy, you do that Panzer Dragoon thing like twice, and then the rest of it's just entirely quick time events. Well, I don't know. I've been uh, I've been tracking this ever since I saw the first video of him standing there and getting impaled by a bunch of sword like uh, spears, yeah, and then just breaking them all, like rushing headlong into like a million enemies. It, I don't know. I had a total boner for this. <laughs> well, they got all the stuff where he grows six more arms. And then he's punching with all eight arms at once. <laughs> That's some pretty great stuff. Uh, and it's still, I mean, as much as it is, you know, stupid quick time event the game, mashing it out is still pretty fun. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that the mashing stuff is always better than the just hitting buttons. Because at least you feel like you're earning something. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're really pushing for it. Well, it's also, I mean, the combination of mashing it out and the scope of the game you know what's happening on screen it's just kind of fun to you know get shocked into it and you know oh my gosh i've got to beat this giant space finger like yeah. if you were supposed to protect earth i wouldn't be thrusting my hand the size of half the earth very quickly at it because you could probably yeah. pop it like a balloon <laughs> burst the sound barrier <laughs> sends this shock wave through the ozone layer it's just like that's why we have you strip rain. the earth of all of its oxygen this is like <laughs> I've made a All terrible for that mistake. One fingernail. That's pretty cool that you just fight. You're fighting the fingernail. I love it how you kind of slingshot him into outer space. You can't actually kill him, so you just keep on punching into his body until the elasticity of your strikes rockets him, you know, through the ionosphere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It is. It is definitely quick time event. The game, or maybe I'm hoping it's quick time event. The demo. Yeah. Uh, that it just has to be something you wait and see, see what people say. Did you play out. Space Marine? Mm, I played the demo of it. I didn't play the whole game. You should go out and get Space Marine because it has quick time events in it too, but they're really fun because most of them involve like tearing a face apart. Yeah, I think I saw a couple of theirs. Where isn't there one where you like put your boot down on one of them? And... <laughs> yes, it was pretty fun, and I mean it was easy. Uh, I think I beat it in like eight hours. Yeah, I, I think that'll be once the the gamefly queue gets a little, a little more clear. Yeah, it has no co op component, so. Yeah, I mean, even the stuff with the co op components, I'm not rushing to right now because well, Grotz isn't working, so we don't have a lot of money. Mm. Uh, so, uh, stuff on the horizon like Saints Row Three and the Metal Gear Collection that I really want to play for their co op elements, it has to sit on the back burner. We finally beat uh, Castle Crashers today. <laughs> I'd, I'd never beaten that game. It came out like really? three, four years ago. It's been a while. That game was hard. But we just finally got back into it. Yeah, it was pretty hard. I remember thinking that last boss was super cheap. Yeah, well, he just seems to keep coming back. Like, you get to the part where he's a giant spider and you figure, all right, 
giant spider. This seems like probably the end. Um, and then you beat him, and he turns back into Baron Harkonnen and like spins around the room a whole bunch, uh, which you'd already fought. So you're okay. Well, I'll do this again, which means because I'm repeating something, almost certainly he will have another form after this. Yes. So he's got fully five forms. Rinse and repeat. And then the final form, the only thing I could think of to do is I had just unlocked the final magic ability, which is like a magic super jump. So you hold the magic button and push A, and it bursts you three or four times higher than your normal jump. And then once you get up there, you just start hitting the attack button, and you rely on staying afloat by beating the boss, which is actually how you end up beating most of the bosses in that game. <laughs> yeah, you just jump experience. and wail. That, like, that hover, hover attack thing just by slamming on X is like, yeah, if if you could chart the damage I did in the game, it would probably be eighty five percent of it would be. It's that. definitely the it's the flying swallow of yeah. Castle Crashers. Especially in the in the twilight of that game, I figured out you could alternate between X and Y and basically stay in the air forever. Oh, dude, I'm yeah, I had to play that solo, so I figured that trick out right quick. Uh, yeah, I imagine I, I imagine it probably does not scale for multiple people. And just having somebody around to back you up. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I would good. basically just bounce guys. The trick was to bounce as many guys up into the air as possible and then just combo them while they're up there. Yeah. So you're always trying to time the Y to spike down onto, like, five different people so they bounce back up and then you start hitting them again. And you kind of track across the entire screen while all the other enemies can't hit you and land and, you know, just jump the opposite direction and do it again. Yeah. That's good times. Good times indeed. I got a, I got an email for you. An email for me? Yeah, exactly for you. <laughs> David says, so I heard you guys talk about Rice Krispie Treats and the odious Fruity Pebble. And I was reminded of a spectacular confection of long ago. Around a year back, my mom cooked up some desserts for the annual Super Bowl party. However, among these desserts were bars of magnificent and terrible origins. Yes, my mom had made Fruity Pebble treats. <laughs> they originated at Momofuku Milk Bar right in New York. As I recall, the batch required over four sticks of butter and a truly terrifying amount of marshmallows. I got a huge tin of them to take back to school with me. Those things were like D-rations <laughs> with enough fat to keep you insulated against the winter and tons of sugar to keep you energetic during finals. Along with enough fake fruit flavor that if you closed your eyes and believed really hard, you might trick yourself into thinking you ate a mouthful of overripe tropical fruit. No, you can't. This came with the side effect of horrific sugar sweats. <laughs> but we must take all the good with the bad. Just wanted to tell you guys about this and see if you think Fruity Pebbles are still worthless. <laughs> Indubitably, yes. <laughs> there are Did better desserts the last out there. Sentences you wrote, I don't see what makes them better than just eating Rice Krispie Treats. Or why would you even eat Rice Krispie Treats? Like, they're even uh, better desserts than that. I feel I like Rice pound. Krispie I Treats are all that the, uh, you know, they're the, uh, the, the dessert of last resort. You yeah. look in the cupboard, all you've got is marshmallows and Rice Krispie Treats <laughs> and some butter. And you're just like, I can't make <laughs> cookies with like this. I eat dessert with any sort of forethought involved. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I've got a bake sale in 15 minutes. What am I going to do? He says, he continues, also I'm studying in the UK right now, and we have this place called Greg's, a fast food joint specializing in savory pies and a variety of bakes and pasties. Pasties? Pastries. Really? He had to misspell United pastries. Kingdom? 
Maybe. I hope so. I hope that's not what they call him. Oi, mate, let's go down to the pub and get pasty. My nipples are chasing something fierce, and I'd like to coat them in something doughy uh, and sweet. He says essentially really good hot pockets. For the holiday season, they sell this thing called a festive bake, which is a puff pastry pocket filled with all the components of a Christmas dinner. Turkey breast, bacon, pork stuffing, cranberry sauce, and onion relish in a white sage sauce. Well, I'm glad that England has its equivalent of the uh, the KFC bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel so bad about America now. Yeah, so we're not the only fat people. I mean, that's that's a pretty common thing. I've been to many a restaurant that serves the equivalent of that, just not in a in a hot pocket container. You can get the the Thanksgiving dinner sandwiches. Yeah, many a place. Oh yeah, it sounds like a pretty good deal. You you pack a couple of those in your knapsack away <laughs> to school, <laughs> and then go into a coma from the amount I don't of. I know what a knapsack it really means. What does that mean? Is that like a hobo bindle? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Because I feel like it describes something I've never seen. Because I definitely have a backpack, but never a knapsack. Uh, I imagine the knapsack as being like a leather pouch you throw over your back. Well, I guess, you know, it's flexible. I could I could, I could, could see it. Finally, he says, still pulling for a podcast on Sekire and the continuation of Violence Jack. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Dude, I watched this show called Maduka Magica? Puella? Yeah, the Puella one they've been talking about it on the, the forum. Magica. It was so good. Well, maybe I'll have to uh, check it out. Is that a Netflix was, or something? No, we just downloaded it. <gasps> it was astonishing. I know. Pirat. It was astonishing how good it was. Because the the art style is Soup's Moe. Which I guess is probably <laughs> actually sort of part of the joke. I think if somebody says Soup's, I just laugh every time. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. even matter what it means. Uh, it's one of those things that I, I, I've really come to appreciate. I just like it. <laughs> Uh, but it's this total deconstruction of magical girl shows. It basically is like, well, here's here's what magical girl shows like Sailor Moon are about, and here is why that is completely fucked up. <laughs> that like you turn these like fourteen year old girls into soldiers. <laughs> well, uh, so, so it's like so it's got a like good, a pretty, pretty... Uh, gunslinger girl. Because it's not yes. boring as heck. Yeah, uh, it's it's still it's got its qualms because it's still pretty deeply rooted. It, there's there's a bit too much moe in it at points, like in the opening credits mostly, which maybe is sort of part of the joke or part of the satire. It's still yeah, it's still creepy, even though it is supposed to be satirical. But the actual show is really good. Interesting. The, the the conceit is that like you can have any wish you want. But in in asking for the wish, you become one of these magical girls that then has to devote her now very short life to fighting these evil monster things. So it, it basically just highlights how completely fucked up it is that it's like, okay, well, here's this wish you made when you were 14. I uh, hope it was a really good one because life is <laughs> it over. better be worth dying for. Basically. It's true. That was the best lemonade I'd ever had. Yeah, mm, so good. This is a perfect. Mixture I was of sweet really thirsty, and, <laughs> and the drinking fountain was lukewarm. So I wished for cold drinking fountain water. No, now I'm. I cursed knew I should have waited. Devils. Well, it's not forever. It's probably a period of three to six months. Yikes! It's a it's a doggy dog world. 
But yeah, it was, I just I just wanted to read one more thing before we go. Okay. I got this this morning, and I knew I had to read it now before I had to strike while the iron was hot. Send it both to us and to Anime World. Daryl Surratt, the one about a dream. Yeah, you read this one. I didn't <laughs> read it. I just read the part where he makes the disclaimer shows. that it wasn't about sex. And I was like, I'm not going to read this. <laughs> I felt I had to impart the weird dream I had featured the both of you. It is also not a sex dream, just saying. You <laughs> what do you mean, say just saying? Like. like, that's a disappointment or an insult if it's not. <laughs> so I'm riding in the car with Daryl driving and Dave sitting in the back. It appears that somehow you guys are podcasting on your phones while we are driving. Well, that's how I'm Also, in this dream. is in Philly because Daryl says there has never been a shittier city. And me give him the impassioned, hey, but then agree that Philly is pretty shitty. What? Is this something that happened in the dream or did Daryl say that? It's probably. I, I think he's probably said that. I don't know. That has Daryl Sorrott even been to Philadelphia? Yeah, see, I don't know. For some reason, I have to stop and get groceries. <laughs> so we go into what appears to be a combination Walmart bottom rung dollar store. Wait, wait, that's redundant. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, And that's when dreams turns into something like a weird Kafka's nightmare that won't end. (laughs) Daryl immediately starts running around and starts putting food into my absurdly tiny cart that I can't afford to buy. (laughs) (laughs) And then he disappears, leaving me to wander around the labyrinth of the aisles, accosted by fat white people and their children in the food court. The type of people that Republicans say think is the real america i am also ignored by the black staff that appears to run the store finally dave comes to rescue me from the shopping hell by following the trail of assorted goods i've been leaving behind me and leads me to the register there's an ancient computer with a fallout display begins tabulating the food i exclaim how much i hate every goddamn human being over the cashier talking on her phone (laughs) daryl says he knows and as the dream ends, the three carbon copy receipt machine only spits out a white and yellow copy. <laughs> the security woman that yells that unless we show her the pink copy, we ain't getting out of this store. Also, there was a Ger- cameo of Gerald and Snoop Dogg at the end. Dude, that's an awesome dream. That is the final episode of Fast Karate for the Gentleman. We're just ending with that. <laughs> really, what else would we do? I think he's having an anxiety dream about Daryl suggesting anime he can't afford. Yeah. You need to unpack that shit. Because that is crazy. Yeah, that's a fun dream. I wish I could remember my dreams. They're never that level of weird. I had a pretty... Oh, the one I had this morning. I woke up. And so, in my dream, I'm part of a computer hacking team. And Ice-T figures out. Ice-T is my neighbor. Ice-T is your neighbor? Ice-T says he's going to reveal me to the government... If I don't teach his kid how to play saxophone. <laughs> and I say, well, I'm not very good at the saxophone, Ice-T. I kind of just skated by in high school. <laughs> and he says, too bad. You're doing it now, and I'm going to pay you for it. And I say, well, okay, but I'm not very good. Because if I didn't, he would have revealed me to the government. You didn't think to say whatever. You're Ice-T. You're running a brothel out of your home. Because I know you're Is that what him. he does? Oh, just in general. Well, he does say a lot of stuff about pimps. I think he was a pimp at one point. He may have been. (laughs) So he's safe now? It's like I put in my autobiography. I see you are terrible, but also amazing. It's a weird balance you. You work. Nobody knows how you do it, but you do. But all right, you want to stop this now? Yeah, it's probably time to wrap it up. Yeah, okay. Let's clap. All right. One... Two, three.
the dude who wrote the email after everybody's been talking about the boy on boy dave on daryl fan fiction the dude who wrote the email says if it happens it must take place in my job ups the title what can brown do for you or 